News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio, where you want it, when you want it. I'm Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendijk. If you have a question, feel free to give us a call, 1-877-332-8255. We've got lots of callers on the line. We better do a rapid call here. Yeah, we're going to hop right to this. <laughs> okay. okay, so we've got Dennis in Regina. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I'm curious about how do I get rid of crack grass in my lawn? Uh, either dig it up by hand and try to get all the roots out you can, or otherwise using a product like um, like Roundup, and you just paint it onto the onto the leaves of your you know, like a sponge brush, and paint it onto the leaves of the crack grass. What I like doing is you cut your grass short, and your grass crack grass grows twice as fast as your regular grass does, right? Yes, yeah. And then now you can even use a thing like you can use a uh, if you have a lot of it. You can use a, a what's called a, a, a mop, a, a ring mop, okay? Yes. It's one of those ring mops with a sponge on it. Yep. Right. And you can dip that into your mixed Roundup, has to be mixed Roundup, and then you just you ring it out so it's not dripping. And now you walk backwards and you swipe the crack grass. And then you listen to all the neighbors say, what is Dennis doing yeah, mopping, mopping his, his lawn? lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so anyways, that's what you can, that's about the way you can do it. Otherwise, digging it up. Now, one thing that's important to know, is that uh, the actual Roundup with the gly- glyphosate, what they call it, right? Glyphosate? Gly- glyphosate, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, glyphosate. I feel so proud Roundup of myself. After, after next year, so starting next year's 2022, 2023, Roundup will no longer be available retail anymore. Oh, okay. 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 So uh, taking it off the market completely. So, so um, could, I, could I use something like curtail or... or or something like yep, that? Yeah, that would work. You've got to be careful again, right? So, yeah, okay. Yep. Okay, yep, well, absolutely. thank you very much. That's awesome. the only way other than killing the whole grass and starting from scratch, right? Yes, yeah, okay. I know, but i I got to get rid of it because the roots grow deep with crack yep, grass. Yeah, and th- that's the way to get rid of it, by swiping it, okay? Okay, well, thank you very much. You're Perfect. Thanks so much, Dennis. All right, now we have Dale on the line in Regina. Hi, Dale. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to uh, revitalize our garden area. The uh, particularly the vegetables don't grow very well any longer. Okay. And uh, we've lived in the home for 40 years, and I'm just wondering what type of fertilizer can we add? Uh, I went and bought some uh, Miracle Grow moisture control. Yep. Thinking that might work. Uh, it- I bought some CIL C compost, which is a mixture. Yep. Of peat moss and shrimp. Yep. And I also bought some Terra 3-in-1 enriched enriched compost. Good. Cool. And also some Scott's Premium Gardens uh, soil. You t- you've done a whole bunch of different things there. Well, no, I bought it all because it was all on sale. Oh, okay. Oh you, you, oh, you got it all now, so you haven't put it in yet. No. Okay. Oh, those are all great things, uh, especially I like the sea compost. Uh, yeah. that, that'll be a really good one. Uh, is your soil really hard? Yeah, it tends to harden, but, yeah. you know, we do water a fair bit. Yeah. So one thing about when your garden's hard, it makes it so the plants don't grow as well either, okay, also? Yeah. Uh, so making sure that you, all those type of things you put it in will help loosen up the soil, okay? Yeah. If it's really hard, then I'd even add a little bit of cedar mulch into this into the mix, Okay. And that'll help all those sticks and everything else will help break it up because all your, your bag composts are pretty fine, okay? Yeah. And so it doesn't break up those clay particles as good as just putting a little bit of, uh, you know, like if you have a bigger garden, get one bag of, of, of 
bark mulch, let's say, and just spread it around, rototill it in with your compost. And that'll help loosen it up, and it's huge. Also, you want to check your pH of your soil, okay? That's, number, that's big, okay? So if your pH is high, then you, you might want to add some, some aluminum sulfate or some sulfur, okay? To, okay, to your so what, to the mix. What number uh, of fertilizer would that be? It's the fourth number. The fourth number. Okay. Okay. It's Where the, would I buy that? Uh, you can get aluminum sulfate, or that that's just you can get that at any garden center. They'll have aluminum sulfate or sulfur, or there's even some fertilizers that now a lot of fertilizers have sulfur in them, right? So, uh, like there's there's special fertilizers for potatoes, and they have more potassium and sulfur in it as well. And uh, so, yeah, just go to your local garden center, and uh, you can find uh, uh, aluminum sulfate or something like that. But you can also get yourself a little soil test kit, okay, and test your pH and test your nitrogen and phosphor potassium. And But you need to get some distilled water from the pharmacy to do your test. Don't use tap water to do your test with, okay? That's important. Okay? So if I, I bought all this stuff, uh, you're saying add it when, though? Add it in the, uh, either this fall or next spring. It doesn't matter. And okay? then work it in. Work it in. Put it all in there. Put it all in. Put it all in there, absolutely. Okay, I'm hoping my wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Honestly, it'll it'll if your garden's tired, it'll be perfect. Okay. Just don't put that much in your potato area, okay? Where you're gonna put your, you're gonna move your potatoes to a different location next year, okay? Yeah. Don't put as much in that area, okay? Yeah, it's, it's the tomato plants that, in particular, were yep. so scrawny. The stalk was very yep. thin, and it didn't produce very well. Yep. There you go. Yeah, my neighbor two doors down is that, good that, thing he has lots. That'll help you. Okay, have a great one. Awesome. Thank Thanks so wife. much, Dale. Okay, we have Tom on the line in Choice Land. Hi, Tom. Hi there. Hi there. What's your question? Well, I was wondering because I caught, I, I just missed when Rick was talking about uh, last week there about um, your vegetables out of the garden, how to prepare them to put them in your cold room. Yep. Just basically, just basically rub the soil off. Don't don't wash them if you can. Okay, that that's the best thing to do. Because if you wash them, then you almost got to refrigerate them or keep them cooler. Okay, uh, but if you, you find your potatoes, if you just rub the soil off, like put them on a on some paper or something like that, lay them out in some paper, let them dry, and then just rub off the soil, and try not to break the skin on your potatoes and those kind of things. And then uh, I know that one person that I knew, they used to put, like I said last week, they used to put all their carrots in layers of sand. Ooh. And as they dug down the sand out, as, as the winter went along, they just, and the carrots were just, like, very sweet and gorgeous. Huh. And, um, and so then you just want to make sure the sand is not, it's a drier sand, it's not a wet sand, okay? And um, uh, so then, yeah, it's just a matter of putting them, if you wash things, then they won't last as long. Yeah, okay. because, see, I'm dealing with an uh, old Ukrainian lady that's like 85 years old, yep. and she wants to wash everything. Yeah, well, she, she can wash everything. It all depends on how you're going to store it, okay? If, if you're, you're going to be if you're going to be monitoring your storage and all that kind of stuff, then that's fine. If you're going to be putting them in, in trays where they have air movement, that's fine. But if you're just going to throw them in a bag or something like that, if you wash them all, then then you could have problems. Okay. Uh, like she like throwing like her carrots and stuff just in a five gallon pail. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes if you wash them and throw them, depending on your on your cold storage, she probably had an old cold storage room which had lots of air movement in it as well. Right. Yeah, so. Do. Yeah, so that that's huge as well. Just having a little fan in there, blowing air around, 
those are all big things. Okay. All righty. Perfect. Thanks so much for the call, Tom. All right. We've got Judith on the line out in Fort Quapel. Hi, Judith. Hi. Um, I've, I, thanks so much for all the information on your show, firstly. Um, on top of my crab apple tree and my choke cherry, there's an area of webbing. Yep. And I'm wondering, uh, I, I can't get close enough to see what it is. I'm wondering what I'm going to have to deal with come spring. It's, and what, you know. it's, it's, it's a summer tent caterpillar, okay? Like normally we have the big tent caterpillar infestation and choke cherries that in the spring. This yes. was a summer one. The, the, the ones in the spring are more of a blacky brown color. Yes. These ones are tan colored, okay? And more fuzzy. Okay. And and so I, I had them on my apple trees as well. Okay, so it's it's a matter of spraying with BTK. You can do that. They might be gone already. Okay, they might have all gone into, turned into, in, gone into cocoon and gone, going into moth right away. Okay, uh, but if you uh-huh. still see the wor- still see the caterpillars there, just spray them with BTK. It's a bi- biological safe to use for birds and other insects. Everything else it only affects caterpillars. Okay, and then you it affects their stomach and. And then it basically, as soon as they're ingesting the leaves, then it gets them a tummy ache and then they die. Or you can use things like ambush nut. The only thing you got to watch for the chemical right now, you're harvesting your apples. If you're harvesting yeah. your apples, uh, you have to watch on the label because it says so many days before harvest. BTK, okay. you don't have to worry about that, okay? You don't have to worry with BTK. It's but so with ambush, I think it might be one day before harvest. It's so high up, though, Rick, I don't know if I can get it. So am yeah. I going to have a problem come spring? Nope, not spring, next summer again. Oh, next okay. summer again. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks so much for the call, Judith. All right. If you've got a question, feel free to give us a call. one 332 8255 I'm Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke, and you're listening to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke. If you have a question, give us a call, 1 877 332 8255. Our phone lines are incredibly busy right now, yep. though. So we're going to do a speed round. We ask you guys just ask one question because we want to get to everybody. Yep. All right, we've got Wayne on the line right now in LaRange. Hi, Wayne. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. Very good. What's your question? I planted a couple of apple seeds late last fall. One yep. of them's up about eight inches. The other's about six. I was going to bring them inside for the winter. Is that what will I do? Yeah, let them go dormant. Okay, if you want to, so let let a frost hit them first. Okay. Now, one thing about oh, okay. the, one thing about that tree, once you seeded it, and then you're going to have to, you, it basically won't be true to the apple. Okay, it'll revert to a little tiny crab. But you can use that plant to, to graft a, put a bud from a, from another apple tree onto that rootstock, okay? But your, your oh. apple, the apple seed won't come true to the tree that you took it from, from the apple that you took it from. It won't be the same, okay? Oh, it won't? Nope. But you can, oh, like said. trees don't bring it inside to save it from the frost. Oh, you don't have to. a house plant. No, you just leave, actually just leave, if it's in a pot or is it in the ground? Oh, it's in a pot, yeah. In a pot. If you want, you can, you, can, you can put the whole pot and everything into the ground if you want, okay? Oh, I see. If you want, and just put okay. it outside. You can bring it inside, but it really likes to have a rest, okay? So I would suggest okay. take that, if it's in a smaller pot, just go to the garden, mm-hmm. and bury that whole pot and everything into the ground. Okay. That would be the best one thing. One in each pot. And, uh, yep. They weren't doing too good until I put a few alfalfa pellets on them, and then they just took off. Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, yeah, it's perfect. All the nutrients that it needs, right? But just remember that that won't true come true to that apple that you picked. You'll have to take okay. a, a well, bud. I wouldn't live long enough to see an apple anyways. But I guess it was, <laughs> well, it, uh, it goes very quickly. You'll be surprised. 
and you'd be surprised for, from that point next year they'll get a, they'll get an uh-huh. apple they'll get an apple in almost a year and a half out in BC okay it's very quickly so but you have to learn how to tea oh, bud okay. just go onto Google and learn how to okay. tea bud an apple tree and you can tea bud onto that apple and you'll have your whatever apple you want okay. Okay, well, thanks so much. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks, okay. Wayne. You too. All right, now we have Sandra on the line out in Calvington. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Hello. What's your question? Um, I set my amaryllis in the garden this spring after the yep. uh, danger of frost, and it. And I know I'm supposed to bring it back in yep. before the danger of frost again. My problem, Rick, is that it's sending the spike up for a bloom oh, in the is. garden. What should I do with it? <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, <laughs> enjoy. That's what you can't stop it, right? So it's 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 it's. But what you want to do is that once just it's too early yet, but you can just leave it for a little bit longer, yeah. uh, and enjoy it, okay? Because uh, and then once you come to close to a frost, then you can carefully dig it up, put it back into a pot. Yes. Normally, what I would do is I would dig once I put it into a pot in basically in middle to end of September. Uh, then it's only a matter of time when it'll start putting out leaves again or a new shoot again right? in, in for, for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. But yours has decided to do something a little different. So honestly, just enjoy it because you're not going to stop it, okay? okay? So just enjoy it. And the only thing I don't like doing is that if you can, leave it as long as you can enjoy it on the yard because if you take it, you want to make sure you don't disturb too much soil. So you might have to put it in a bigger pot for right now. Okay. And uh, because if you, otherwise it'll just, the flower will dry up if you really disturb it a lot, okay? Okay, so leave it as long as possible. Yep. And then try not to disturb any of the root yep. system. But if there's leave no, the if, bulb yeah, if there's no flower, if the, there's, the soil again, just like normal. Yeah, just like normal. Now, if the flower's done and you just got a stalk, then you can just dig it up like normal. Okay. 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 Thank you so much, Rick. You You're have welcome. a great day. You too. Thanks, Sandra. Okay, we have Gail on the line in Saskatoon now. Hi, Gail. Hi there. Hi. My question is about slugs. Yes. We have an abundance of slugs in the garden and throughout the yard, and yep. we've had them for many, many years. Yep. Um, I don't like using chemicals, so I've been going out in the evening when they first when they come out yep. and just try to pick them off and kill them that way, yep. but it is a losing battle. So are there other practices that we could do to... You know, get a handle on the slugs or eradicate yep. them. There's, there's hard to eradicate them. Uh, the, the, it's funny this year I haven't heard that much about slugs because it's been so dry in most places, right? So it hasn't been a real big issue, like it is normally. So otherwise, yeah, get your flashlight, go at nighttime, do a lot of picking like you're doing. Um, you don't like you said. There's a lot of slug baits out there now that are safe for pets and all that kind of stuff. You can do that. Or you can actually, there's actually strips of, of copper that you can put down. You can buy, it comes in a roll, and you can lay it out from the direction they're coming from between that and your garden, and they won't cross that, okay? Um, okay. There's also, you can do the old, you know, take a little cottage cheese container and bury it in the ground and then put some beer in it, and they'll go down to the beer and have a good time and then drown <laughs> and die. And uh, so you can do that as well, uh, but other than that, um, just keeping on top of it. That's all, there's no way, real way of eradicating it. Okay. Okay. So the strips of copper are they available through the garden centers? Yeah, a lot of garden centers will have that. Uh, the, the the full service garden centers will have that type of thing where it's like it's just a little roll and you just roll it out. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we did try the beer once, but our dog 
kept drinking it. So we had to, we, we had to give that one up. We had to get that one up. <laughs> well, you can, you know, if you're going to do that, just put a little board or something like that over top of it and put some uh, so the dog can't get at it. So you put a little, put some other little strips of board down, another piece of plywood on top of that, so it's just oh. a little bit above the ground, and then okay. the dog can't get it. And I like doing that even for when I put my my slug bait out. You know, I put it underneath a piece of wood like that. And then, because they love going underneath where the moisture is underneath a piece of wood, and the protector right. from the sun, and then it they'll go after the the slug bait, and it gets makes it so that other other animals can't get at it. Okay, that sounds great. We'll okay. give it a try. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks so much, Gail. All right, we've got Joan in Pilot Butte. Hi, Joan. Hi there. My question is with respect to our Katonia Aster hedge. Yep. It's exhibiting quite a few areas of the leaves being curled up, quite tightly curled up. And brown? And brown? Burnt? Uh, Not really brown, uh, although the underside of the leaf is a little bit lighter color than, than, uh, you know, the green. Yep. Uh, and then also, uh, there's quite a lot of wasps in there. It seems to have attracted a lot of wasps, and uh, there are okay. a few ants also. Okay, what you probably have then is look at the main stems of the tree. Okay. And you'll see little white, um, almost looks like scale. Okay. It'll be white or gray, and it, it just looks like, a, looks like a scale all over, down your stem of your tree. Okay. okay. Now, that's called a scale. It's an action of the insect. And then they're excreting the sap, and that's why the wasps are going after that because they're excreting a lot of sap. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do is you, uh, they probably might be still in the crawling stage right now. They're easy to kill when they're in the crawling stage. In the wintertime, when they get like a hard pink fleck, you can't kill them. You have to wait till they're soft and almost fuzzy. Okay. And then you can kill them easy with, uh, you know, insecticidal soap, uh, ambush, anything like that. It'll take care of it. So now in the crawling stage, what do we do right now with the insecticidal soap yep. now? Yep, spray it now. And yep. how do you really spray underneath? The best thing to use, I always use is a, uh, I go to the, I pick up a, what's called a Dalla spray, and I hook it up to my garden hose. And okay. you put your product into your spray. You set the dial. It tells you how many mils per liter of water. You set the dial. It automatically mixes it for you. And then you use the hose, and it blasts it right into the tree and gets all, flips the leaves, gets the other side of the leaves, it gets the branches, it gets everything. Okay. Okay. Well, thank, thank you very much. You're welcome. Perfect. Thanks so much for the call, Joan. All right. So we've got a text here. When is the best time to transplant raspberries? So there again, once the fall, once you get a, a hit of frost, you know, yeah. on, on the plants first. But the actual best time is, honestly, it's, it's in April. As soon as the frost is out of the ground, as soon as you, as soon as you can dig into the ground and before they start budding out. So you've got a window of about two weeks, about the 15th of April, that you, that's the best time to do it. Perfect. All right. We're going to take a quick break for the news. If you have a question, feel free to give us a call. 1-877-332-8255 is the number. I'm Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke, and you're listening to Garden Talk on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. I'm Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke. If you have a question, feel free to give us a call. 1-877-332-8255. Right now we have Gary on the line in Thompson Lake. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. What's your question? We have our tomato plants. The fruit has like black or brown on the bottom of the tomatoes. What causes that or how do you cure it? It's blossom end rot. Okay. That's what it's called. And blossom end rot is number one reason for blossom end rot is inconsistent watering. So during the summertime, you're letting it go wet and then dry and then wet, then dry and then wet, then dry. Keep a consistent moisture. 
And the other way you can help prevent it, it does not a 100% way of preventing it because number it's it's because of wet and dry is what causes it. But use of fertilizer has calcium in it. That'll keep them healthier, so it'll help. It helps prevent it somewhat, but the number one way is just consistent watering. And if you do that, you won't have that problem. Consistent, like, because we, wa- we water a lot, and maybe are we watering too much? It could be. You're actually probably making the soil too wet. And then, because you want, you want to build up the moisture so you don't have to water as much, right? But then you don't water until it's dry again. So then you go wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry, and then blossom and right's going to come all every single time. Okay, because it's on not all the fruit, but yep. on a, a lot of them. Yep. And, and add that, calcium. Add calcium. Cal- uh, cal- add calcium to your soil. Number one big one. So bone meal. Uh, there's lots of calcium essentials, fertilizers, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so even even things like alfalfa pellets uh, has lots of calcium in it. Uh, do all those things because there again, if you if even if we take our one a day vitamins, we'll get sick lesser. Okay, and that's no different than plants. So build up all your micronutrients. And it'll help them be more healthier. But number one is your watering. That's what you got to watch for. Okay, and bone meal. And what kind of pellets was that? Uh, alfalfa pellets. Alfalfa. Are, oh, alfalfa. Yep. Like, like rabbit food type pellets. Exactly. Except okay. for, <laughs> except for watch. If you just buy the pet food alfalfa pellets, you can get weeds in it. Okay. And if you okay. buy one, ones from alfalfa green, it's made in Norway, Saskatchewan. You won't have weeds and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for the call, Gary. All right, we have Jean on the line now in Regina. Hi, Jean. Hi there. My question is, I have some um, sedum. It's a type of uh, yellow stone crop. Yep. And also some lambs here in pots. Can I transplant them now? Yep. Or can I overwinter them, say, in my basement? Either one. Oh, okay. Either one. it's not... They'll, they'll manage to sort of catch if I transplant them to my garden? Yeah, if you transplant them to the garden, just mulch them for this winter, okay? If you're going to transplant them, just mulch them. Uh, but otherwise, you can bring them inside if you want to. Just wait for a little bit cooler temperatures before you bring them inside, okay? All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Perfect. Thanks so much, Gene. All right. So let's head to the text line here. This is from Tara in White City. When can I prune my Manchurian ash and parkland pillar birch lower branches just for aesthetic now, purposes? Right now. Perfect time. Yeah. Okay. Especially maples and birches. Now is the time you want to do that. So as soon as the leaves are in the full, full size of growth, okay. which is usually in June, okay, Toward middle, toward the end of June, usually you can prune many time. Then you don't want to prune in October, November, because they'll bleed in the spring. You don't want to prune in the spring as well. Birches and maples. So now's the time. And also talking about pruning, this Wednesday is actually September the first, right? Yeah. That's when we can start pruning elm trees again, because it's it's illegal to prune elm trees from April. April 1st until September 1st. So starting September 1st, you can start pruning elm branches, okay, elm, elm, elm branches. And now after September 1st, that's the only time they'll start accepting the elm branches into the landfills, okay? Okay, perfect. Okay, and also a text from Joel. I'm curious, what's the best time of year to aerate and dethatch the lawn? Yeah, you, um, dethatching, I like doing it in the spring, or yeah. you can, that's the best time to do it. Aerating, you can do any time during the season. A lot of people do it in spring, but uh, you can do it if you're if you've got high traffic areas. You might want to do it a few times a year if you've got high traffic areas. Um, okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Now we have Lori on the line. Hi, Lori. Good morning. 
What's your question? My question is about my gladiolus. I've never experienced this before. I've been growing them for years and years, and I've had all kinds of beautiful, you know, colors. Yep. This year, the only ones that are coming out are they're white, and they've got red and, you know, yellow centers. Yep. I've ha- haven't had anything else out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a common issue this year because of the drought. Okay. And in the late the season, this was in the spring, you know, it was just a weird year. Okay. And I've, I've heard that problem all the time. So I would suggest just check your bulbs. Are your bulbs, did they come up with any green at all? Oh, oh, you mean like when they came out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, were, they were slower than usual yeah. germinating. Yep. But, oh, no, most of them, you know, most of them germinated. Yeah, they all came up, and then, but they just didn't, they didn't produce any flowers, any. right? So, so just let them, let them go through their cycle, and when they get a bit of frost on them, like you, like you would normally bring them in for the fall, right? Right. And so that's no different than your, your, your dailies, your glads, your, yeah, your canna lilies, yeah. everything else. So it's a little bit early, but once you get a couple frosts on them, then start get ready to bring them in, and then just hang them. Right, so that your green energy, if there's still green leaves on them, hang them so that, uh, or lay them on some paper so that all the energy goes back into the bulb. And yeah, then st- I generally just lay them out on a tarp yep, and yep. dry and then. Perfect, and then just let them, and then store them again, and then next year's going to be a better year. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Oh, Thanks welcome. so much, Lori. Bye. All right. Here is a question from Gina in Saskatoon. What are the signs of cinch bugs in the lawn and how do you get rid of them? Yeah, cinch bugs, it's, it's a tiny little little bug. They're really small and you'll see a lot of brown patches in your grass. Yeah. Okay. And so with that, uh, probably the best way to get rid of cinch bugs would probably just use a ambush, I would say, to, to spray them. And because uh, it affects their nervous system, it'll take care of them right away. Uh, and um, uh, other than that, there's uh, you can use uh, you could use insecticidal soap as well, and just spraying with that. And uh, it's a matter of you have to wet them. I'd use a hose end sprayer when I do this because you're putting enough product where it'll get right down into the grass where the cinch bugs are. But they're fairly easy to get rid of if you just get on if you get on top of them. Yeah, they are. We actually had them in our lawn. Yep. I was a little bit skeptical. I didn't yep. believe my husband, but we got some ambush, sprayed it on, yep. and within a couple of days, our yep. lawn started coming it back. It looked great. Yeah, so th- that's an easy bug to get rid of. So definitely. All right, let's head back to the phone lines quickly. We've got Joy in yellow grass. Hi, Joy. Hi. Good morning. What's Good your morning. question? I have an orchid. Yes. It's about three years old. Yep. It bloomed the first year, yes, and it it hasn't bloomed till this year. Now I have seven flowers on yep. one stem, perfect, and a new one coming on the other. But yep. it's it's outgrown its pot. Yep. So just enjoy it right now. Wait, because it'll be about it'll probably flower for you about a month to two months. Okay, it'll flower for you. Yeah. And then once it finishes flowering, then you want to transplant it. Okay. And then you want to get a, 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 a basin orchid bark, because probably what you have it in is probably still that, that a moss uh, type of a soil, okay? It's well, this, like it's all um, like big, thick stems. Okay, like good. Wood. Yep, perfect. And that's what you want. But then you want to go to a little bit, a little bit larger size pot. Not very big, much bigger, but a little bit size bigger, but it has to be an orchid pot, okay? It has to have lots of holes in it, just like yours has, or, or bigger holes at the bottom, okay? But you, well, you this, but you don't want to transplant it now. You want to wait till the flowers finish. Yeah. Okay? So it should be in an orchid pot, because this one doesn't have any 
Oh, I know. It, it's it has a it's a plastic pot yep. that it's in, and it has a bigger bigger holes at the bottom of the pot. Okay. Yes. 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 They kind of come up. Yes. They, they kind of come up. The, come up from the bottom. They come up the side a little bit. Okay, yeah, the holes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. An, that's an orchid pot. Okay. Okay. So that's and you can't just use a regular plastic pot. You have to use more of an orchid pot, or you have to drill some holes in the side of your pot. You can do that okay. if you have a plastic pot. Okay. 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 Now, what did you say about the soil? Use an use an orchid orchid mix. Okay. An orchid mix. Yeah. Okay. That's important. So I could get Not, that. At, uh, yep. Don't use a regular potting soil. Use an orchid mix soil. Okay. 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 Perfect. Thanks okay. so much for the call, Joy. Have a great day. And thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right. I'm Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke, and you're listening to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke. We are going to head straight to the phone lines. We've got Sam on the line now out in Sedley. Hi, Sam. Hi. What's your question? Uh, in my fir trees, I'm pretty sure it's spider mites, according to Rick last weekend. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I, I spray them with. Should I spray them with malathine? Can I spray them now? Is it too late? Or? No, no. The still temperature is still warm enough right now. They're still active. And yeah. uh, they're in the bottom half of the tree mostly. So just spray. You need yeah. to use. You, if you just use a mister bottle, it's not going to work. You almost need to use a, a hose and sprayer, or a dollar a spray. Hose, yeah, with right? uh, with the mound and, and, and then blast it right into the center of the tree. Yeah, you'll you'll never get right. them all, but you'll bring the numbers way down. Okay. Okay. And uh, I can do it uh, like in uh, mid afternoon, then. Eh? Just make sure the make sure the wind's blowing is not blowing back at you. If you put a mask on, if you have a mask, yeah. okay. And uh, yeah. I suggest always using a mask when you're using malathion and gloves and all that kind of stuff. And just make sure you might spray two different times. When the wind's going, you're spraying one direction. You have to wait till the wind's from the other direction to get the other side of the tree, okay? Yeah. Okay. okay so you might have to do it. What about the warmth? Uh, it doesn't matter when it's the hotter, like the, right now, the warmth. Any this time of the year, it's not a big deal. So you can spray anytime. All right. Okay. Good. Perfect. Thanks Thank so you. much for yep. the call, Sam. Okay, we have Tina now on the line out in Regina. Hi, Tina. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. What's uh, your question? I have a question. We have mushrooms that are growing um, in our grass in a, in an area. There's uh, quite a significant collection there. Just wondering, how do we get rid of them? without killing the grass. Okay, so the reason why they're growing there is because there's something organic that's in the soil, an old dead root. It could be a two-by-four piece of plywood. It could be anything underneath there, okay? And so it's growing on something. So you need to basically aerate the soil, and you need to put a little bit more fertilizer in that area, and you need to add water. And you can even add, add also a compost accelerator, okay? And that'll break it down quicker because you're taking away the food that the mushrooms are feeding on. There's no chemical that you can use on, on the mushrooms. You just want to get rid of what the, the mushrooms are feeding on. Okay. 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 Very good. We'll give that a try. Thank okay. you Perfect. so much. Thanks, Tina. All right. Now we have Joe in Prince Albert. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you guys have walked me through uh, from bare dirt to seeding grass, and I'm looking <laughs> at grass that's probably a good five, six inches high, and it looks wonderful. Good, so perfect. For that. You're welcome. Um, along with the grass, though, came some weeds. Um, yep. I, ha- I haven't trimmed, I uh, haven't cut it yet. Uh, we've had rain. I fertilized last weekend, uh, got the rain all week, so it's just grown like crazy. Um, 
so it needs a cut. I know that. Yep. Uh, waiting for the dew to to uh, go away today. Yep. And um, is it too soon to use some sort of a weed application? Yeah. How long is yeah? How long has it been now? Oh boy, um, I'm going to say about uh, three weeks from start. Yeah. So not not until after your second cut, at least. Okay. Okay. Great. And uh, um, it is quite sparse. Um, my lawnmower is quite heavy, and the ground is kind of soft. Yep. Should I maybe uh, go in search of a real lawnmower as opposed to a, a heavy gas mower? No, it's fine. Just wait till just wait until a, later in the day when it's a little drier. You know. Yes. Or or day. You know, like not just after a rain or something like that. Just wait till it dries out a little bit, and then go and cut the grass. Great. Okay. okay. Thanks, you guys. You're welcome. Perfect. Thanks for the call, Joe. All right. Heading over to the text line now. This is from Christine from Pilot Butte. Is it too late to use Ant Be Gone Nematode in the lawn? Nope. You can still use it now. They'll work awesome right now. Um, it'll t- go down because don't forget the ground won't freeze underneath the ground for quite a while. So those yep. nematodes, you just remember you have to go by the instructions. Very important. The soil has to be moist in order for the nematodes to get down to where, where the nest is 12 inches down. So you have to water deep, okay, in order to before you apply it. But they'll go down and they'll still be working in there and they'll those nematodes will stay there and still working as long as they're food. Okay, perfect. Here's the one from Annie in Saskatoon. I have fertile fertile soil that is producing good vegetable harvests. How often should I amend with compost and how often should I bring in manure? Um, depending on your soil, like you, you know, you can always do a soil test to see how much you know nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium you have in your soil. But you know, a lot of times you can add it in every year. But you just gotta rotate where you want it. Don't put a lot in where, like I was talking earlier in the show, where your potatoes are are there. Okay, anything that's crop that's above ground, you can put it in every year. Your below ground crops, you want to sort of watch how much you put in every year. Put a little less in those areas. Perfect. All right, heading back to the phones, we've got Colin and Prince Albert. Hi, Colin. Hello. What's your question? Uh, just wondering how to get rid of ants in our raised bed garden. Yeah, use the like, use the nematodes. Use the use the 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 epigon or ant. Yeah, epigon nematode. It's a it's an insect that you actually spray on the on the soil. The soil has to be moist. Okay, first of all, uh-huh. and they'll go down to the nest and attack the eggs, and then your ants will just move away because the queen will say because it doesn't hurt the ant the queen itself. You can use diatomaceous earth for the adults, but use okay. the nematodes for the egg system. Okay. And nematodes, you see. Yeah, it's yeah. another insect. You guys should put it on the soil to go after the eggs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because this seems to be the year of the insect. It's dry year. Especially ants. The ants love yeah. it when it's dry. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. Thanks so much for the call, Colin. All right, back to the text line. This is from Charmaine in Saskatoon. What's the best way to fix up areas of the lawn where my dog has urinated and killed the grass? What product should I use? I've raked and seeded a few times over okay. the last couple of years to no benefit. Okay, add, add this is very important. Now's the time we're coming into fall fertilizing as well. Yep. But especially if you've got an area you know for sure that your dog's going to be peeing all winter, use what's called dog spot prevent. It's made by the Dirt and Grow Company out of Winnipeg, and it works awesome. And so put that on with your fertilizer, and you have to apply it a few times, and then you won't have the dog spots, okay? Perfect. All right. Last text here. Good morning. I'm going to fix up some lawn, round up current grass, and then till a couple of times, and then reseed it. Yep. When should I do that? Anytime. Perfect. The grass has to be green in order for the roundup to work. 
Kate, all right. So, oh, okay, and I lied. We're going to sneak in one last quick question here. Good morning. Is it possible to plant a peach tree in southeast Saskatchewan? In a pot and bring it indoors? <laughs> Not oh, a problem. Come on, Rick. That sounds like an awful lot of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in a pot and bring it indoors for the wintertime. Oh, gosh. I just got back from BC picking peaches yeah, off my uncle's tree, <laughs> and I thought, oh, how nice would it be yeah, to have that here in Saskatchewan? Yeah, won't, work. But. won't work unless, yeah, you'd have to bring them indoors. Exactly. And, and you can do that, no problem. Yep, just a little bit of extra effort, but yep. those peaches will be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Thanks for your time, Rick. Yep. All right, I'm Brittany Cafe here with Rick Van Dyvendyke, and you're listening to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.